Hey there. Good morning. It's Precious Pioneer, and it's time to get up. Time to shake and to shimmy, to kick off your week with positive food happenings with your favorite beverage. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Monday Brews with Precious. Precious Pioneer, and welcome back to another episode of Monday Brews with Precious. I hope you guys all had a wonderful weekend. Quarantine has kind of been taking a toll a little bit on everybody, me included. I was wondering, how are you guys staying busy during quarantine? Are you cooking a little bit more? Are you baking? I've been on a baking kick lately. I was a pastry chef before the shutdown, mostly working with chocolates, creme brulees, cakes, and pies. Before that, I was a bread maker. But a skill that I've failed to master is pastry. I can make it, but it's not perfect. I haven't gotten the lamination part just right to achieve that flakiness texture that you see in like danishes and croissants. Um, so I really have been practicing that and it's just been a really fun process. I even created a baking series on my YouTube channel at Precious Pioneer and I'll be sure to link it down in the show notes below so you guys can check it out. In other news, the restaurant industry is gradually getting worse as thousands and thousands of restaurants are beginning to close for the second time because the government funding for small businesses has run out. Working on small margins already, it was only a matter of time as some cities are even still under lockdown and people are skeptical to start eating out, which you know, they kind of should be. Uh, You see trends in places like New York City and LA where a lot of the fine dining and other restaurants have moved their tables outside into their parking lot, but it seems to be kind of trendy. Even in places like Florida where there's a lot of rain and the scorching heat, even though some of the dining has moved outside, it's still not a very pleasurable place to eat outside. And it appears that no restaurant is hitting their marks like they used to. And so there is no way for them to make that income otherwise, and so they're forced to close down. There's no telling the future at all of these mom-and-pop shops that are closing, though unless they receive any sort of aid or support, it doesn't look like there will be a recovery for them, which is incredibly sad. There'll be a bonus episode this Friday covering more details on the prediction and the future of restaurants post-COVID-19 and how it will evolve from rock bottom. I think COVID-19 has given us a real reason to stop and look at where our food is coming from. I saw this post the other day with a photo of a fruit cup. It was labeled pears, grown in Argentina, packed in Thailand. And at the bottom was a map that showed everywhere it had had to travel to end up in our typical American grocery store. And honestly, they aren't even that good for the amount of resources it took to package some pears and ship them to and from all over the world to end up where they end up, ended up. But I think that with corona, as people are starting to pay more and more attention about where their food is coming from, it's opening up this beautiful, bountiful resource that people didn't really look into before about really choosing to eat local and then prioritizing that. Paying attention to the supply chain and eating locally is the best guarantee to access to the best foods the world can offer you. 
Plus, there are just so many benefits of buying local foods. It provides a sense of community. When I used to live in Orlando, um, I used to bike two miles to a local farmer, pick up eggs and fresh veggies every single Saturday. I developed a relationship with that farmer and he showed me his garden, gave me extras if there was a large harvest. It created this bond with my supplier and an opportunity for community. And I encourage that for everybody. I know that some of you guys live in cities and so farmers markets is another great resource. Also local food is great for the local economy especially now with so many people unemployed and laid off. Keeping your money into your own communities where you live to support the people and businesses can leave a very large impact. I was telling my friend the other day how some restaurants are selling their vegetables. You know they import them locally. You know they can get restaurants can have the opportunity to buy it in bulk and then they resell you know their cabbage their lettuce some of their tomatoes their sauces and things like that out to people filter it through the restaurant that way to kind of stay afloat um i don't know if they're still doing that anymore now that times have gotten a little bit more dismal but that's just another way to purchase locally instead of you know buying from a typical grocery store such as walmart or ageb Publix, you know, things like that. So just buying locally from your local farmers or farmers markets or even little pop-up stands that they have in your area. And of course, local food is healthier and safer. It's kind of nice knowing it didn't, like your food didn't have to travel the world just to get to your plate. Something that I always say and to encourage people to kind of, when they're starting to first look at where their food comes from, is to think about how many hands have touched your food before it landed on your plate. And not to say that hands are dirty or any any sense of the word. It's more of thinking about the supply chain and all the different steps it had to take before you received it. And I say that the less hands that are in the supply chain, the better, the healthier, the safer, because even if it's local produce across the country, let's say, because I'm on the East region right now in Delaware, let's say if I ordered strawberries or, or picked up per se, picked up strawberries or tomatoes from my local grocery store and I saw that they were from California. And that doesn't seem too bad, you know? And in most places, it's very common to find California strawberries in your local grocery store or other produce all around the world and that's perfectly fine but just to think about it take a moment for you to be able to pick up your produce in your grocery store it had to be picked put on a truck and then packaged distributed shipped put on more trucks in a grocery store warehouse such as like cisco or something like that in your grocery store and then to you versus farmer truck you or even better a home garden the garden, and then you. That's it. Just the ground to your hand, which is the fresh. That's why I think a lot of home growers, people who grow their own vegetable garden, even like the smallest things such as herbs or uh, vegetable plants and things like that, they always say there's nothing like it. First from the therapeutic side of it, but then also the freshness of a tomato. It's just nothing like it because it didn't have to travel so far and beyond to get to you. And so if you want higher quality food, just in taste and flavor, local is always better because the the least amount of hands that touch your food before it gets to you is guaranteed the healthiest, the safest, the most delicious version of that food. For it to be able to travel that far, there has to be some way for them to 
contain it. Your food has less chemicals, less preservatives to preserve all of the bruising and traveling that it has to go through, the constant change of conditions from the field to a refrigeration process to a factory, all these different things. And overall, why you should definitely look into shopping local is that it's better for the environment. We're working toward a greener world and small changes like that really add up. Not only that, but they really help out when fruit cups aren't traveling 100,000 miles and tomatoes aren't shipped across the country. Just being mindful of shopping in season and buying what you can nearby and limiting other purchases. Globalization was really great for items you can't get anywhere else, but the abuse of any product 24-7 puts pressure on a system that was never meant to be sustainable. And with a 2020 pandemic, it's become incredibly clear as a lot of these systems have broken and a lot of farmers are suffering and a lot of people aren't getting enough food or don't have access to food, as you see in people in New York City right now. But that's all I have for you guys this week. Be kind, be mindful. Tune in for Wednesday for a wonderful adversity story taking place in Southern Bell, Alabama. And Friday for more restaurant news. Check out Precious Pioneer on YouTube and to keep up with the show on Instagram at Precious the Foodie. All of these details will be left in the show notes. Have a wonderful week and live life with love and love food with life. Bye guys.